You are about to enter another dimension where you will not be able to change the channel. Welcome to the Commission Guys Roadcast. You have just sashayed yourself into our zone. We are in control of what happens here. Enjoy the show. everyone, welcome to another Roadcast! Alright guys, it's probably going to be a pretty short one, don't have a long hour like drive that we're going on, but figured we're here, we got this semi-long drive, we'll do some talking. They might like to hear a shorter version. They might like, like to hear a shorter version? They might. We'll see. We will see how they like this shorter version. Video so, to the yeah. people. Video for the people. For the people, by the people. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, so big things have happened since we last did a roadcast. The C8 has arrived. Yes. Also, here, Motor Trend has 1070. Wow. That's pretty cool. So definitely like um, their articles, their insights. They definitely do a good job of giving their opinion on the cars, but 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 actually telling you about the cars. It's not just all opinion. It's they actually talk about the cars, which is nice. Because I, I like the opinion, but when it's all opinion, that gets very irritating. So yeah. tell us about the car, please. I don't. I, I, I like your opinion on it, but I want to know about the car. And they do a good job of mixing their opinion and telling you about the car all at the same time, which is really good. Right, so right. I enjoy that. Cover of this month was real nice. Yep. Celebrating the mid-ending Corvette in 70 years. That would definitely be one to collect. Yeah, definitely cool. And let's see, also, we let's see, Chase Idiot won again at Watkins Glen yeah, two times cool. in a row. That's pretty cool. So, not really a Didn't you lead most yeah. of the Yeah, exactly. Too. So, not really a remarkable race, just not a whole lot happening in the, in the front. Yeah. of the field so kind of um, as long as you were watching more of what was going on in the back of the field with like Bubba Wallace, Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch versus Byron, Byron versus Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson versus Blaney, all that interesting things going on that was a pretty cool race. I, I like what he was getting, that's a really cool track, I like that. Um, but yeah, uh, just wasn't really a, a fascinating race with lead changes, which I kind of enjoy a little bit more. But still, really cool how he was able to dominate all the way through. I mean, stage one, stage two, all the way for the win. Yeah. He won all of that. So really it was cool. really a close finish, though. That was, well, it was kind of it, a close it was, it was On the restart, it was close. After the restart, though, really, I mean, Chase Indian had it after the, the first lap, time. after the restart. He just kind I of took it over. Been another been if a tire had gone out on him, it would have it would have been Truex Jr. But well, if, luckily, like a, yeah. if the restart had happened at like you know, two to go, yeah, that could have been that that would have been, been that would have been interesting. People just driving straight into the town. Yeah. That would have been an interesting race. And then so, anyways, really cool race. Really excited for Chase Elliott doing cool. Kind of had been hadn't won anything since earlier this season. Had really been in a slump, as the media would say. But really cool that he came back and dominated the entire race. Really cool. And so, another big win yeah. for Chevrolet. Yeah, and a big win for Chevrolet. So that's pretty cool. He's also had a pitiful year. A pitiful year again. What can you do? Um, 
then also we got the bubble news or the playoff news whatever it is and you have Ryan Newman and Jimmy Johnson tied there for the final spot so currently Ryan Newman would be eliminated but with how Jimmy Johnson's year has been going and how well Ryan Newman has been able to make that um, Roush Fenway call consistently being there in the top 15 area it could be interesting so I'm excited for Newman. I would like yeah. to see him be able to come back using what people would call bad equipment because they say the Rush Runway is like one yeah, of the worst on equipment side. side. But Compared I don't know. From, with, what, what, yeah, with what they had been doing um, in, that, in the previous year, I mean, Ryan Newman and now Ricky Stenhouse Jr., they've been proving that, hey, we can run up there with the top guys. So, I mean, obviously finishes haven't really shown that as well, no wins, but yeah. overall, from what I've been watching Daytona, Talladega, some of the tracks where I hadn't seen Newman and Stenhouse do as well, they've been doing pretty good. Yeah. So, I've been impressed with how that team's been doing. Also, loving the Roush um, paint jobs on those Mustangs. Yeah. I've been liking those. So, anyways, cool to watch that. Hopefully, hopefully Newman can do it. Yeah. I would like to see him succeed. Um, before he retires, because everyone's saying he's going to retire here pretty soon. But I'd say I'd like to see where he goes from there. I mean, yeah. I'd like to see him with a championship mm -hmm. wins. But I'd like to see that too. I'm curious where he would go, you know, if yeah. he did retire. Yep. So, anyway, so pretty. Uh, pretty nice doing so. The Xfinity cool. race was pretty good too. Yes, Xfinity. Where was that at? Um, where was that race? I thought that I was that. Watkins been too. Oh yes, right. Sorry, I was thinking of two races ago, but yeah. Name, but yeah. Um, Wasn't he a first-time winner? Yeah, first-time winner, number twenty-two. Racing for Penske. Name is coming. Austin Sindrick, I believe. Yes, because Cole Custer is the double zero for Stuart Haas. So Austin Sindrick got his first-time win at the Glen. So that was really cool. Um, going up against um, AJ Allmendinger, I believe is his name. Yeah, no, 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 um, then also you have Jeffrey Earnhardt who no longer has a ride yeah, and JJ Oz so um, a lot of interesting things going on there um, the company let's see IK9 also known as Extreme Design System something like that I forget the exact name who also has started a race team in association with Joe Gibbs Racing in the Cup Series and Xfinity <gasps> That's a lot of information. Mm -hmm. um, have said that they did not drop Jeffrey Earnhardt. Jeffrey Earnhardt dropped them. Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to make a judgment call on who dropped who. All I'm going to say is, with the information that I know of what's been going on at JGR, I don't think things were going in favor of Jeffrey Earnhardt. I don't think they were going to be um, good for him long term. Yeah. Uh, just because you had Christopher Bell which um, Joe Gibbs wants to be able to move up and into the Cup Series is what everyone's saying, if all the news sources, whatever, are saying. And there's only one car open because Eric Jones is pretty sure going to be staying on for at least a little while longer. 
and there's that brand new team that IK9 and their mother company have started that is in the Cup Series. So that's a available car for Christopher Bell. So yeah. I don't think Ernaud was going to get is the problem. Anyway, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but let's just say business wheelings and dealings. That's what's going on. So. I don't know. I'm not going to make a ju terrible judgment call, but uh, as far as I can see, I can see where Jeffrey and saying, okay, maybe this isn't going to go in my favor. And I can also see this side of maybe Jeffrey and was too demanding. And biggest, I don't know. Then the biggest thing is we just don't have all the information. We don't have all the information. So hopefully, in the end, we'll just put, put that aside. Hopefully, Jeffrey Earnhardt can get a drive and get back to racing. Because that's the main Yeah, because yeah. he just needs to get more time in the car. And I think he can improve and be a really cool on hot racing again. So, poor cool. trains there. Oh man, yeah. poor things sitting in the weeds. That's sad. So, anyways, so all of that, all of the NASCAR stuff aside, no, the CH. Mm, mm. So here's here's my thing. It's as a Corvette. We have a disagreement. Yeah, we have a disagreement. This. Well, we have a disagreement. Let me let me uh, clarify this disagreement. We're on the same page. Yeah. Just a point. As a Corvette. I do not like the car. That being said, as a car that has been made by GM, I like it. If it was any, if they had brought it as anything else other than a Corvette, some weird name they put out of the out of the books and said, okay, this is our new sports car, I would have liked it. As a Corvette, I do not like it. But that being said, it's a cool car. Or is taking over the mantle solely. Taking, as yeah. That, I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't like it as that. I don't like it being, okay, we've had this iconic car, so let's switch it all up suddenly, per se. Uh, that, that, per se, I don't like. I do like the car as a car, not a Corvette. I like it as, a, as yeah. its own, own car, okay? So, um, so what I've seen is the interior looks really good. So we're gonna, I'm going to put aside my dislike of it being a Corvette, I'm gonna like when I get my thoughts straight in on it being a sports car. That's what I'm gonna try and do. That. It's kind of hot, but that's what I'm gonna try and do. So interior looks really good. I've been, I've been impressed. So you got the new um, blue interior, you got red, all those different um, tans, all the cool colors. Yeah, yes. looks really good. Um, then also the colors, those look uh, pretty cool. Um, supposedly there's been rumors of some specialty colors that oh, haven't yeah? been released yet. Oh. So I've been seeing a few pics on Instagram of that. I don't know if that's true or not, but interesting anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely hope that they can bring out some specialty colors, some bling colors to catch your attention with. Definitely needs that. That Marilla Red, I like that one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, the gray, what is it? The bronze, the bronzy color. I don't yeah, know about the that exterior one. color. Yeah, so you're talking yeah. exterior or uh, interior? Uh, exterior. exterior. So I'm not sold on the bronzy kind of yeah. color yet, but it's interesting. Um, I just, I guess I'd have to see it in person because I mean, looking at that on the computer screen, eh, I don't know. It just lighting wise, I don't see the one I spent on Instagram look better. Yeah, so the, I would uh, need to see it in kind of person to be able to see how that kind of looked. Um, but yeah, the red, um, the deep blue, and yeah. I forget some of the other colors, but the red, I think there's a yellow. Yeah, yellow. And the... I like uh, to see the neon yellow. Yeah, the stripes. 
packages. But yeah, the different stripe packages, those look pretty good. So, I mean, uh, stereo-wise, they've done a pretty good job with the color options and stuff, which GM yeah. isn't known for doing. Yeah, they haven't, haven't, they haven't really Zio, done that to yeah. be able to compete with Dodge as much. And we haven't seen a Z06 package exactly, or any of yeah. that yet, too. So there's a lot so, of room. Yeah. So what is interesting is they say that it's going to start under fifty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, my thought. I want to see the first person yeah. who buys one specifically for sixty grand. I want to yeah. see that receipt. I want to, I want to see that. There's no way. There's yeah, going I don't to be see any it. of these. I don't. I, you can't get a yeah. Z fifty one package for sixty grand. Yeah, I, I just don't. But see it is it. a lot better than hundred twenty thousand. Yeah. I mean, um, being I've built cars on GM's website and just. If you want to get the color you want, your interior, the striping that you want, just that. I mean, just 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 that stuff. If you want to upgrade to a color that you want, potentially you're already looking at sixty-one thousand dollars or more after just modding that. So, which is still yeah. great. Yeah, I mean for for that kind of car, but yeah, the touting of under fifty-nine thousand. Yeah, it's. It's it's kind of unrealistic. It's good, it's good publicity. It's good publicity, but unrealistic, as well as I can. Um, as a rental car, it will probably be that. Yeah. But that'll be about it, I'd say. I wouldn't. I'm not counting on seeing too many fifty-nine thousand dollar Corvettes rolling around. Yeah. Um, now, one interesting thing that I was uh, looking at was that um, you had the Australian uh, mule. That they originally started um, building, yeah. which was the, which was to, uh, built to look like a Holden Ute, yeah. which is really cool. A G8 Holden yeah. Ute, that was interesting. That was really cool. Um, actually, those you pictures get, I think are pretty I think hard I'll, to see. Yeah, I think I'll probably pop up one picture that yeah. I found. Um, it's rolling out of the garage. It looks really cool. Yeah. But that was a very cool vehicle. I hope they still have that one actually, because that's good that's that's pretty cool looking it looks like a truck well looking at so the c5 really cool. development you know they did a lot of that type of stuff too mm -hmm. Ooh, midnight ultimate version that's cool. oh that's cool but yeah the tech yeah. that goes into it because that was basically like a 2008 2009 you know g8 um, style mm -hmm. ute that yeah. they were testing so all that info and development's mm -hmm. been going on for a while yeah it takes um let's say the thing is is that they didn't have anybody who had worked on like the um, the Fiero yeah. or any of those other mid-engine cars, so they didn't have anybody to help them with the tech. Yeah. So what they had to do was look at the competition and build from scratch. So the amount of work that they did is amazing. So I will give it give them yeah. that is that they they had to do a lot of work to be able to get this car to where it is. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, it's been the idea, a general idea itself has been in the books since... Yeah, for a long time. Late 50s, early 60s. But when they actually came to build this car, nobody from yeah. that time was there to help them with that. Right. So they basically had to build from scratch, right. really. So um, just that amount of work to get it to where it is usable is pretty amazing. Man, it'd be nice if we had a spare mid-engine platform laying around here. Yeah. Oh, wait, we don't. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so... That definitely didn't uh, help them. Oh, I mean, you saw one thing is that you had those um, uh, the mid-engine Cadillacs in the GTE series type thing. I forget yeah. which series that was, but they had Cadillacs and the Corvettes before that. So they kind of got some uh, tech from those, I bet. But yeah. probably not a whole for production car. Race cars, yeah. yeah, so probably didn't get very much from that. Um, not for production. Yeah, exactly.
So another thing that I was reading that I do not like was the four cylinder tech. Yes, I I don't I'm not a fan of like the Dodge stuff. They have the you have the tech where the Cylinders engine the shuts off. You have it on the Durango's where only four cylinders are doing the load. Uh, I, I, as I've probably said before, I'm not a big fan of all this computer tech in cars. Just I, I don't know. Some you of might it's want to some of, it. yeah, some of it's good computer like gas mileage kind of tech or what? Yeah, just the overall, just everything being connected to one thing. I'm not a, Everything has to have a sensor here, a sensor there, yeah. just all that stuff. It's like, um, but this day and age, I get, it. I get, Turn it. Back. yeah, no, I get it at some point, but it's just like everything has to be connected to everything. Okay, mm, so yeah. if everything has to be connected to everything, if somebody hacks the everything, then everything is being hacked into. What are we going to have? Are you so, saying that Corvette could be involved with a conspiracy theory? No. Well, there Sounds we go. a lot better than whatever you just said. <laughs> Love that quote. That's a beautiful <laughs> one. But anyways, yeah, um, just, I don't know. So, but, yeah, I mean, just the idea of four cylinders suddenly shutting off it's while look it's on the road. EPA I mean, stuff, yeah, I'm sure it is. But then if the, the program that you have does, it breaks and it doesn't restart that, I mean, what is the long-term wear and tear on the engine if that yeah. happens. But it's interesting so, that the guy I was talking to today, mm -hmm. the um, the Saab, he has a 97X right. with the 5.3 in-head cylinder deactivation mm. and was using, like every 700 miles, was using a uh, quart of oil. So he went through and got a, a chip or a tune mm -hmm. where it would cancel out the cylinder deactivation. Mm. It was about a hundred bucks, um, but so now it just runs consistently on, uh, on all eight cylinders. And it's so, not and it's not burning up that quarter oil anymore. Exactly. Yeah, wow. yeah. It might use a quarter okay. four thousand now. So the tech I mean that's for an old trailblazer. Yeah, so. so the technology will definitely be there and, and for the real yeah. enthusiast, they're not gonna deal with that garbage. They'll they'll either you know go to H P tuners yeah, exactly. and tune it out or they'll go in and you know yeah. so but for the on the books and on the EPA general, Yeah exactly. You know, it's gonna make a difference to, oh look, our yeah. supercar gets 30 miles to the gallon. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that yeah. either. Now the dry sump oil system, that's interesting. That was interesting, yeah. so. On all cars, yeah. all, the, all the models. Yeah. Let's see, I think you have like uh, three suspension options. Yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty cool, a lot of different stuff with that. Um, seems like there's something else that piqued my interest, what was it? The uh, cargo area is awesome. Yes, the cargo area. That was pretty interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm interested in looking at how much space it actually has. Um, but also, too, I'm wondering, um, heat. I mean, you have the engine right there. So, I mean, what you're lugging around in the back trunk, um, how's, uh, I mean, how hot is that going to get? Yeah. Per se, I mean, because you got the exhaust system, if all that stuff is right there. So, well, it does have the air tubes. So, I, yeah. I was really expecting a little bit less of a bulky rear end with yeah. better venting. And it doesn't you really, know? yeah, it's still that really bulky yeah. Lamborghini type look. Yeah. Compared so. to, I mean, I really like the McLarens. So, I was mm -hmm. kind of envisioning so that's that sort yeah. of venting. So, 
Well, see, McLaren is all about the aero. The car has to be... The the car is built around the idea of aerodynamics. Yeah, so every, so everything is... Yeah, exactly. Everything is built for that aero... Um, aero to make right. it get that top speed. Stick so... So I'm not sure exactly... Do we see anything about top speed yet for the uh, Corvette? I mean, it should be mm, No, I don't believe I've heard anything about that. If I have, I've totally forgotten it at this point. But... And we're yeah. hoping to go see one. Exactly. Because, uh, what was it, Dan Mealy or Don Mealy over in uh, Claremont mm. uh, on the Corvette, the CA Corvette Tour. Uh, they're supposed to be stopping there uh, October 17th and 18th. So yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. Hopefully we'll be able to go there and take a look, get some pictures, maybe mm -hmm. even sit in it. The yeah. Corvette Conti got some feedback from um, some uh, potential customers uh -huh. who sat in it and thought it was pretty comfortable. Just being a big tall guy, he was kind of impressed with the uh, the seating. So yeah, I'm interested to see if they've improved the amount of space. The long divide on the console I thought was kind of weird, and yeah. the, all the individual buttons all the way down. Well, what the Chinese do is give you that cockpit feel, which. Awesome. I, I don't know. It feels I don't know. claustrophobic. It's, yeah. I'm not a big fan of... The, uh, I, I like more of a wider open space. I'm not big in the wall stuff yeah, in between the seats. I like the like the console yeah, stuff, but I'm not nice. a... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but Just, yeah, it's weird looking at all the new cars. Look, look at yeah. the Yukons, the Suburbans, all that. I mean, the consoles. I so, yeah, so tall and stuff. So, I don't know. I'm not... I mean, there must be a reason why it's that way. Um... Well, I guess with all the the charging stuff for the phones and all of the the tech now and the um, yeah the dashboard, I mean, I guess that could be part of it. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely I, I not a drive shaft and exhaust related. Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely not think so. But yeah, I don't know. Just, I mean, ooh, that, that was, was a nice hat. One, actually. Yeah, this way, come back, pick it up. Yeah. yeah, and also, I mean, how much room are you going to have? Um, for your legs underneath the dash would be kind of interesting. Because be one thing I was reading was that s with the engine in the front, you had all that space uh, for the crash, I just read that. for the crash crinkle zones yeah. and the force and the energy and all that yes, distribution. Chef, chef so yeah, so now you have a shorter nose, so you don't have as much protection there as well. Well, basically, um, yeah. So, I mean, the front wheel ends up coming right in at your feet. Yeah. And also, we just crush. saw we just saw the crash, <laughs> the first crash yeah. Corvette. Um, so obviously, you don't uh, see that on Instagram. Uh, you don't see the side profile view of how indented it is into the cabin. So that's going to be that's yeah. going to be interesting to see how a front end collision, how the, all that how the, all that works. So, right. which uh, haven't seen yet. So definitely be interesting to watch the crash tests when they do it. So. Was it 19s in the front, 20s in the rear? Mm -hmm. I was kind of surprised the brakes weren't any bigger. I mean, the Motor Trend article said yeah, you the got rear the six brakes piston and the four piston Rimbos. Yeah, with the brake um, yeah. rotors themselves. I'm surprised, and it they do look kind of small when you compare the brake rotors, you know, inside the wheels compared yeah. to like Lambo, McLaren. Yeah, the Lamborghinis. Those are I don't huge. think they have any carbon ceramic options yet. But, mm. um, but that'll be for Z06. Grand Sport. Yeah, Grand Sport, even a Grand Sport's going to look pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how they do the aero styling. will be interesting to see. And then going on to the um, ZL1, that's going to be pretty interesting 
how how the whole um, aero package changes and stuff. So, and then also you got the Type R, which still hasn't uh, come out quite yet. So that's going to be interesting oh, to GTR. see. Yeah. yeah, the GTR. Um, but what I've seen from just the camo, um, it's it, it looks like that's the fuser is going to be cool. Yeah, it's, it looks like the Acura. Yeah. Race car. Or the R8. Yeah, or the it looks R8. like the Acura NSX type thing. Yeah, not as much R8 because, I mean, um, it's just the Acura and Corvette, they have that pointed Very, nose yeah, going on, whereas Audi has more of the rounded, rounded like off a, nose. Like a fast turtle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, see, Audi's going for the that water drop simulation for the air, which is one of the best arrows. Um, to get to cut through air, so they've been going more towards that style instead of the arrow shape. Yeah, angular. Yeah, wedge. angular wedge, all that. So, which is interesting. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just as the as a Corvette. I don't know. It just it doesn't work work for me as much as. Yeah. Being I mean, a cor for me being a Corvette enthusiast yeah. since I was dinky. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, growing up with the C4s, um, I was expecting to be a little bit more offended mm -hmm. uh, by the new Corvette, and wasn't sure what to expect. But once the you know watching the reveal, I was like, oh yeah, I like this. I'll yeah. go with this. And the reveal uh, that dragged on and on. The reveal, and on, yeah. On. <laughs> a typical Chevy. <laughs> um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I don't like the uh, the rear end. I think needs help. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll get tweaked. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, I'm, I'm accepting. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. liking the new, the new uh, C8. Mm -hmm. So I'm okay with that. I mean, I'd, I'd be a little bit happier if um, if it, they turned it into kind of like a brand, like Acura, and they just they had, mm -hmm. they had different levels. You could still get like a front engine. Um, Almost like Aston Martin. Yeah, exactly. Then different well. levels of it. Fourteen. That would have been very interesting. So, so anyways, we'll kind of turn it off there and come back, yeah, guys. We're going to pick up some stuff here from a guy, yeah, and uh, right we'll be back. So, anyways, guys, we'll come back oh. to you in a little bit. Alright, welcome again back from break everyone. Uh, we have just uh, we have just uh, come back from break and we were just about to interview Mr. Todd on his lifetime of Corvette, um, shall we say, obsession. I mean, he's uh, been a Corvette fanatic for many years and uh, we are now going to get to the root of his uh, Corvette wonderment and we're going to find out why he likes the Corvette so much. So, Mr. Todd, please tell us more about this amazing uh, fascination you have with Corvettes. Well, it started when I was a child, a very mm. small child. Most things start when you were three, child. four, five years old. Yes. And um, my uh, my fascination runs so deep that I am right now wearing jean shorts um, to, to prove my mm. uh, loyalty to the Corvette-dumb. Nations. Yes. Yes. And uh, built many a plastic model of Corvette. Mm. I've bought many a uh, uh, Hot Wheels Corvette. Too true. And I have looked at several Corvettes to buy, and yet have never driven. I've never driven a Corvette, and truthfully, shocker of shocker, people, I have never 
um, never, um, never ridden in a Corvette. Whoosh! That was close. Yeah. I don't know why you would come in and try to get out that way. That's dumb. But, um, oh man, I took up the, anyways. But, uh, yeah, so I've, uh, I've sat in a, um, I've sat in a Callaway Corvette, a hmm. C4 Callaway Corvette, sitting in an Amoco gas station. That's how long ago it was. Mm, I don't know if it was a sledgehammer or just the conventional, you know, 400 horsepower Callaway, but the lady was, my mom was pumping the gas in our 81 Chrysler Baron, and, um... Um, I was ooing and aahing over the car that I had seen in books from the library. Mm -hmm. And so mom asked if the lady, if I could sit in the Corvette. And she said, oh, sure. So got in the Corvette, sat in it. Oh, so nice. But uh, then another time, I talked to a guy who, once again, it was a Callaway Corvette at Cocoa Beach. And um, I was just ooing and aahing over it. And the guy said, well, here, let me show you a couple things. And uh, he had a special alarm system on it that uh, when you walked up close to it, it would say, stop, back away from the car. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, beautiful car, real nice guy. So, I guess to a degree, I mean, the uh, Firebird has a LT1, which was in the Corvette first. So in a sense, I have the heart of a Corvette. Yeah, what was that? I think that was glass. Or um, marble. It almost looked like marble from a <laughs> countertop. It was bad, whatever it was. Yeah, we different. straddled it and have survived. Uh, I think. But anyways, that's my, uh, you know, my fascination. Really, uh, I was surprised with how um, okay I was with the C8. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it was fun watching the reveal. The biggest part was watching Cletus yeah. watch the reveal. Cletus McFarland. So that it was, will be neat to that was see the best people, part really of it. <laughs> uh, neat, neat to see people customize them, which I don't think will take too long. So no, it's not going to take very long at all. I think that's all I can think of on that. Wow. The yeah. Z06s are the best. C5, C6, C7, those are the best. Good. Yeah. Now I don't. It hasn't gotten a lot of news, but I guess it's not real super duper important, but. It is interesting that um, Ford has brought back the 7.3. Right, yeah. And he said, whoa, 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 whoa. What, the 7.3 diesel? No. <laughs> no, Kevin. Um, no, it's the uh, 7.3 big block gasoline engine. Big Which block. I believe will be uh, kind of confined to uh, 250s, 350s, yeah. 550s, 650s, etc. The many different 50s. I believe it was making like 475 horsepower, I think. Wow. And I think the torque was in that same range. And some people are griping about it. Oh yeah, big deal. I mean, my EcoBoost makes 400 horsepower, blah, 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 blah. Mm. But your EcoBoost makes 400 horsepower probably at 65, 7,000 RPM. Right. Ooh. Um, this 7.3, which would be no gas angel, <laughs> um, but the 7.3 will be making that power probably at, at mid 3,000 RPMs. Mm. So torque and the horsepower. So that's kind of the uh, kind of a good in between if you don't want to go full diesel, which yeah. is super expensive nowadays because of the EPA, the Blue Def, all of that. Yeah. So it'll be a good alternative to the power 
range of a, uh, where are we going? Who knows? It's Saturday, they folks. The roads are crazy. Yep, there it went. But, um, I wish you had to get up and go. Go! We need this transmission for a little while. Yeah, we do. <clears throat> I heard rumors of Chevy bringing out a uh, big block again, but I don't know if they will. We'll see. But that was kind of being rumored. Interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Dodge led the way. Yeah. They brought back the elephant, big block, and now everybody's going to have a part of it. Is it a big block or just big power? Uh, I think it's, it's both. just big power. It's both. Sure. Yeah. Because it's a big block with a supercharger on it. That I did not realize. Yeah. It's Mm. I thought it was just the, uh, the regular 6.2 with the uh, supercharger special. Mm, nope, not that I remember. That's so, Yeah. Interesting how Dodge keeps uh, leading the way on stuff like that, isn't it? Learn something new yeah. every day. Because mm -hmm. you got the new Camaro SS's and um, what is it, ZL1? ZL1. And then also the new Mustang Shelby's all taking their cues from the Charger at those higher up levels. It's just kind of funny. That new Shelby's going to be impressive. Yeah. It's going to be cool to see. So, What's going to be interesting is um, to see one thing they have to do is it can't go in just a straight line. They need it to be more of a track oriented car as well. So what's going to be interesting to see is how well it performs um, at that. Expect that. Yeah. See, with how much power the GT350 has, it's good as a straight and a track variant. With how much power the 500 makes, it's going to be a little bit more restricted. So it's going to be interesting to see how well it does. I'm and curious how it's going to put that power down. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Definitely a big wing on the back. Things huge. The aero package looks cool. Yeah, looks good. Looks good styling-wise. Which is one thing about the uh, the new Corvette too was that compared to the current ZR1, mm -hmm. you know, being able to do for the new Corvette to do three seconds. Yeah. And I believe that number is not the base vet. I believe that three second number is a C51 equipped vet. Yeah. I may be wrong. I'm pretty but sure. I'm pretty sure. Be Ooh, yeah. nice beamer. I think that was a stock color too. That didn't mm -hmm. look like a wrap. That's stock. Man, but yeah. So anyways, yeah, but I don't think it's the get, base. If you can get a 495 horsepower mid-engine Corvette Z51 equipped mm -hmm. to do zero to sixty in three seconds, while the 755 horse uh, ZR1, you know, all the packages gets there in 2.8 seconds. Mm -hmm. That's really impressive. That is. And that was the biggest thing with the ZR1. Off the road! Is, uh, was it not being able to, to transmit that power yeah. down the road and get off without breaking something? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Which I think was uh, Motor Trend's gripe with it, wasn't it? Uh, I believe them. so, yeah. Definitely a lot of uh, people were griping about that, so. Yeah. Just what about so the much rumor power? of the mid engine Viper? Not really a rumor, but people have actually, I actually haven't out. heard that yeah. rumor, so that's interesting. There have been some pictures of yeah. it. Well, okay. Hmm. Yeah. It well, see, I mean, for with, the, it, uh, with their association. With FCA, um, the only car that has the mid-engine in, in there is the Ferrari. So, they'd have to take all of that um, 
tech from Ferrari to be able to do that. Or what is uh, the idea that I've heard um, the most is taking the tech from the newer Maseratis and making a front end um, Viper again as well with that technology side by side in the States. It's been the theory I've heard the most. So. And it would be a good market now that you, um, Aston Martin's going mid-engine, yeah. uh, Maserati has not made that um, turn yet. So I mean, with how that would work, you have Maserati, you have at least one Ferrari, I think, that might have a front, in, front engine. Yeah. Then you have the Mercedes-Benz and some Beamers. There aren't too many cars now that are in that big sport league with the front engine. So if Dodge brought back the Viper and Corvette's leaving that, then suddenly the Dodge Viper has a new um, role to play because it's going to be the American front engine sports car, which oh, which Corvette has left. Yeah. So something's going to have something's going to fill that void. They left their first load. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, the Challenger is a good front-engine muscle car. It's not that sports, luxury-type vehicle yeah. that the Viper or the Corvette are. So, something's going to have to build that car. Corvette's Viper. Yeah. So, so anyways, that's going to be interesting to see. I'm going to be... I think, I would think somebody would, is going to come up with that. So, it'll be interesting to watch. What about a Hemi V10? That'd be a behemoth of a car. Yeah, exactly. So that would be very interesting yeah. to see. Yeah. What NASCAR diecast are we looking for this wave? Yes, yeah, so this is wave five, I believe. Yes, wave five. So in this particular wave, we're looking for the Ryan Newman. I believe that there's a truck in there, number 45. It's painted green. It's I forget the driver's name currently. I think it's a Chevy. Yeah, Either that's a Toyota. Chevy or Toyota. It's one of those. And then I believe there's an Eric Jones diecast, which I'm potentially looking at getting. But yeah, that's about about it for me. But you got Austin Dillon, Daniel Hemrick, um, Jimmy Johnson finally came out, and a few others that are in this wave as well. That I've already got some cars um, from that, so I'm not overly needing uh, these particular ones. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah, looking for the Ryan Newman diecast for sure. Maybe we can just hit one Walmart and find them all. That would be fascinating. I doubt it, but it'd be fascinating. And that leads us into the diecast NASCAR controversy. I didn't know that was such a thing. It is because I'm bringing it up. I don't think anyone else so has brought this up, actually. So you're starting. I, I, I am. I am Great. starting. I am jumping the gun. If and you don't I watch the news. <laughs> why do you need more controversy? Because this is actually very interesting. I've kind of been annoyed by this. No um, kidding. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. You have um, on the NASCAR website. You get the diecast that come out from um, time to time. You got the brand new William Byron Chevy City diecast. That's the newest one. It's the Days of Thunder throwback for Donington. It looks good. Uh, this, yeah, so this is the story. I, uh, my mom's able to go through a program called Swag Books to get money so she can get some extra money while she's buying stuff. So I usually have her go through to get that so she can get points, etc. So it works out pretty good. But yeah, I had her go through to try and get it, and this diecast is not available until March 31st. Wow. Of next year. What? Yeah. So, 
this is what's interesting. She's tried in the past to buy me some other ones as well that have had this date and they have been canceled oh. after she has ordered them. So this is my question. Why does NASCAR post these diecasts on the website if they don't actually intend to sell them? Well, and why, oh, why they cancel it? So why don't they wait until it's actually, okay, we're actually going to do this. So let's have the people buy them now that they're actually available. Yeah, but it's kind of like interest. false advertising per se. When you have it on the website for people to actually go and buy. Yeah. And then you cancel it. And don't really, and also the other thing is that NASCAR will not inform you which car you have ordered has been canceled. You have to go yeah. through your history to look it up. So it's all you having to do all this work and figuring, okay, what am I not getting? So that's, that's kind of my issue that I've noticed is that um, so many people want these diecasts. And it's not like they're running out of orders. It's that these cars haven't even been produced yet. And yet, there's, they're putting them on the website like they're ready to be sold. So that's the issue kind of my problem. Is, is getting the interest mm -hmm. while doing the paperwork of licensing and sponsoring. Mm -hmm. That's what I bet that's what it all boils down to. Because the little bitty car itself is yeah. basically nothing cost wise. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing is getting. You know, this guy their money, that mm -hmm. guy their money, and hey, can we use your logo and our little diecast? Right. That's what it all boils down to. And you know, but to get that out, sure it's a pain, but they gotta get that out early to um garage. Yeah. Oh, sounds good. But if they go ahead and get it previewed to see what the interest is, mm -hmm. you know. I think that's I mean it's still a pain. But if they get yeah. the interest, they get some, um, you know, some feedback on if it's going to be a, a good selling point, mm -hmm. or even if they're, in a sense, just buying time to, uh, you know, get the licensing and so forth. Right. That's probably that's my assumption. But definitely, I mean, I, I mean, this is the thing too: is that it, the cars were already ordered. All the payment had already changed hands. It's if now, it's there. now NASCAR, they have to go back once they cancel it and refund everybody that money. Right. So that's a lot of work that's going into it, which they could save themselves all that headache yeah. and time and money that they have people working on that if they just didn't do it until a little bit closer to when they think they would actually have it. Yeah. And then say, oh, okay, so we weren't actually able to. Uh, something fell through before production, something like that. So, I, I, I mean, I do get the idea of interest, but still, why would you then? Because, I mean, uh, they have it in all three sizes you get the 124, you get the yeah, I mean, just they got all of these different ones that they advertise on the website are available to be sold. Now, they say that, that they won't arrive to such and such a time, but then they cancel them after you order. So it's just I don't know. I just did they do that for the Bubba Wallace Ward Hall? Or do we know? Not yet, as well as I know. So we're gonna. But it's like three other ones that uh, had been ordered, and they had done that to us. So it's wow. just just interesting. I don't know. I just I I'm not finding it as a good move on their part. I mean, as you said, I mean, uh, part of it's just trying to find the interest. 
of how many people want to buy it. So I kind of, I kind of get that, but it seems so like they could do it. Things at once. It seems like they're yeah. buying time to get licensing, okay. to engage in interest. Yeah, but it seems like they could do that in another yeah. way. Maybe like through social media, because I mean they do the polls and stuff on Instagram. Of, hey, do you want this? Not a lot of people that buy the diecast are on Instagram, so it's, I don't know. It's just to me, it doesn't seem like a good move for them to be doing. That. So definitely just, inconvenient. Yeah, definitely inconvenient when they do that. And then as I said, I mean they they don't inform you which diecast they have canceled. Right. So you have to go back through your orders to see. Okay. Uh, which one has been cancelled? Oh, this one's missing from the box. Okay, right. so I don't know. I just I don't find that good PR for them. Um, yeah. For them to be doing that. So I don't know. Just something that I kind of mm -hmm. saw and I was kind of annoyed about just watching that. Yeah. So. But anyways, Strange. I mean, I, I like diecast. I like seeing all of them come out. That was just one thing that, like three diecasts, they did that, and it's like okay, so. All of this happened on all those cars that we pre-ordered, so I'm very leery now of going and saying, Oh cool, so okay, this car's not gonna arrive until next year, so so do I need to buy it and then maybe potentially they won't give me my money back once it's cancelled? Just one of those things of uh I'm not so hot about that now. So it's just to to me it just doesn't make sense for them to be doing that. So but anyways. That was an interesting thought, but yeah, definitely uh, a lot of cool die cast for like the Donington um, throwback race. That's going to be cool to see. When's that race come up? Is that theory? Uh, that's yeah, it hasn't happened yet. It's during the playoffs, I believe. I forget. People are insane. Yeah, people are basically. Right, I don't want to go that way. Let me back back out the traffic. Right into the traffic. Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, but the throwbacks. That's going to be fun to see. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy those. Because um, uh, Bristol will Bristol have any throwbacks or no? No, it's Donington is the throwback is the throwback weekend. weekend. Yeah. Uh, so, and Dale Jr. He's going to be running at Donington in the Xfinity Series. Oh, cool. So that's going to be fun to watch. Fun to watch him race again. So, anyways, now he's going to report why he's in the race car. Well, I'm sure they can find somebody. They usually get um, some of the Cup guys to do some of the reporting. So they might have Kevin Harvick up there or something. So. Should do it from the race car. That would yeah. be kind of cool. So. Just a little Mini Cooper. He gets lowered, got the roof. Oh, racks. that's nice. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Nice wheels. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, guys. Look at a little spoiler. Oh, <laughs> that is funny. It's a Cooper S, too. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So, anyways, guys, that's a quick, 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 quick roadcast. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, also, remember you can leave your comments down below. If you got any questions for us that we could possibly potentially answer on another roadcast? You can always leave those below as well. And thank you for watching. Thank you for being a subscriber. Thank you for watching. If you're not a subscriber, and please subscribe. And we will see you next time on another roadcast and on other videos that are going to be coming on the Combustion Guys YouTube channel. We sure hope so. Yep. Definitely more videos coming at some point. So, thanks for watching, guys. Bye, See you bye, later. Bye.